0: Hello, listeners. My name is Alex Jonitz, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Travis Miller. I am more of a stats nerd. He was a total stud on his D3 college team. This is the Two Tools Baseball Podcast. Enjoy. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Two Tools Baseball Podcast. It is episode 111. Coming at you guys on Monday, October second. It is uh seven fifty right now. It is the uh, day between uh game one sixty two, Travis, and the first game of the wild card series. Uh, we are for the first time not in the same location while recording an episode. We, We're live you know, for business purposes. We could not miss the opportunity to cover some of these wild card series. They're going to be a ton of fun the next couple of days, Travis. So, um. We can start in the American League or the National League. It's up to you. But I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing which of these teams might uh, be sneaky, might be able to upset um, some of the division winners, or, you know, maybe some of the favorites are just going to take it um, all the way to the top. But but where should we start?
1: Yeah. Um, no, I'll say it's exciting, Alex. And uh, yeah, I know we're not, uh, I think every episode we have been together side by side five feet apart. Now we are about two 2,000 miles apart. Uh, which is which is fun and all that stuff but uh had to get this episode in because i know the wild card series is uh probably one of the most exciting things about the playoffs so uh that's why i feel like we cannot skip this episode we had to kind of do a a short but sweet episode on uh on these four matchups that we're gonna see but let's start with the uh let's do american league side you can choose whichever uh uh series you want to go with first but yeah
0: Cool. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, you know, apologies if there's any audio quality um, dip from from uh, normal episodes. But I think hopefully the content um, makes it all worthwhile. Travis, let's start with Toronto uh, Blue Jays versus the Minnesota Twins. This is kind of a classic series, Travis, where I feel like we've been saying kind of a lot that whatever teams come out of both the AL and the NL centrals, might be susceptible to getting upset by potentially a wild card team that's kind of hot at the right time. I usually am of the stance that like a Blue Jays team, like this one we're seeing right now that has lots of talent and might be able to get hot at the right time in October, might be able to upset a Twins team uh that is just kind of you know, takes takes over a pretty easy division and, and kind of stays at top the whole way. Usually that'd be my mindset, but I actually am a bit higher on this Twins team than I normally would. I think that overall there's a lot, uh, I would say there's probably more talent on Toronto, but I really like what I'm seeing from the Twins pitchers. I think they led all of baseball in strikeouts. I think that's something that might translate very well to the postseason, you're gonna face really good teams and you're gonna need to be able to get outs um, from your pitchers. And I think that the starting uh, rotation for Minnesota is actually, you know, we know that there's a lot of um, strong names there, but I think there's actually a chance that they could really carry this team throughout the AL playoffs. So I'm actually leaning Minnesota to my own surprise um, that being said, there's so many uh, big dumpers for Toronto. I'm a huge proponent of Gosman being an ace that can take a team through the playoffs. I just think once you get after Gosman, you get to guys like Bassett, Barrios, Kikuchi. Once you get into that territory, I'm favoring the depth of starting pitchers for Minnesota. Offense, I might lean um, Toronto, but I still think that you know guys like Correa, um, maybe you know, a crazy Gallo series, you know. There's just a lot of uh, talent um, on both sides, so I, I'm going to lean uh, Minnesota actually on this one, Travis. But what do you think about that matchup?
1: Yeah, um, I I will be I'm, I am surprised about that. Um, uh, I, I knowing this series, you know, um, you you got a team like Toronto that was you know all year long they kind of looked at the uh, at the division spot as kind of. Out of reach they were always fighting for the wild card it seemed like so i i i do like their their aggressiveness the last month month and a half that uh you know they've been playing some tough ball games and having to pay, play uh a, a couple you know must win ball games and must win series over the last you know i would say 15 to 30 days uh basically the, the last part of september Um, And then looking at a team like Minnesota, they have been on, I think, cruise control, Alex, since I feel like May or June. It might might, might even be out April. Um, They have just they they really have not had any competition, I feel like, with the American League Central. And that could be a good and a bad thing. But I just have not seen them play uh, must win baseball, it feels like, all season long. And now going into a three game series. Um, it could get a little bit tense for them for this situation in this moment. We know that teams that have been, uh, you know, playing tough ball games down the stretch typically do have successful runs in the postseason. Uh, you know, going back from, you know, we look at even like I, I know we <laughs> always go back to 2019. It, feel like, it feels like that's just the the model to look at where you love the Nationals that are fighting for their life. They play a wild card game. They win that one in exciting fashion. Then again, they go and play the Dodgers and they go and play uh, the Cardinals and then they go and play the Astros and win it all. And then, you know, same thing with 2021 with the uh, Atlanta Braves. They were uh, a team that was fighting on the stretch to win the division. And then they go on a hot run. And then last year with the Phillies, the Phillies were a wild card team playing very, very meaningful ball games in the last two weeks of the season. And of course, they got on a tough stretch. But yeah. Uh, this series. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I like your pick on how Minnesota could be very sneaky with their pitching staff. Um, they have, you know, Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray. Those are two great pitchers uh, to throw out there for a wild card series. Um, but for me, I, I will lean the Blue Jays way just because I think the, the talent of course, edges out uh, the Minnesota twins with the Blue Jays. Uh, I think that, yeah in this series you could see a handful of players just come out and have a a spectacular series um i think they might have learned their lesson a little bit from what they what happened last year in the wild card series with the seattle mariners um and i think that um i think that they could definitely take it to it uh the the minnesota twins in this series i will say um I, I think the Blue Jays will win the series, uh, but I think that the Twins will probably the, the Twins hopefully will get their first playoff win in over. I think it's like twenty years, Alex. They have not gotten a playoff win since two thousand three, I believe. So uh, maybe they can break that like eighteen game losing streak in the playoffs, and maybe this can go uh, three games, and you could see a uh, a sudden death matchup on Thursday night, which would be really fun. But it just feels like Gosman going game one. That's almost like a like a certainty win right there i even though pablo lopez is going for the twins um i just feel like gosman's numbers are just so good um and w- with the twins lineup it's not as exciting as the blue jays lineup um uh, but uh you know i i just think I, I think gosman could do very well in game one and then game two you could have the twins kind of on their heels or pressing too much uh and and uh you know could be looking at an early exit in the first round but uh, again it's it's almost seems like an easy pick to go with the blue jays but i do get what you mean by uh looking at the twins and saying you know i think this could be the year they could win the series and get over the hump and move on to the next round because they definitely have the pieces both teams have pieces that could that could go off in a uh in in the three game series so yeah
0: I I agree. Both teams, uh, in my opinion, are actually pretty strong uh for wild card or for yeah, teams in this wild card round. I could honestly see both teams knocking off the Astros. That might be uh an unpopular take. Astros have been so good in this long stretch. I feel like they might just be due for mm. A really tough series from a wild card team. They did sort of um get tested last year by the Mariners, even though I think they may have swept them. But every game was like it required insane clutch by the Astros or or a big choke by the Mariners. And like you, I like how you mentioned the Mariners versus the Blue Jays series last year in the wild card round, where I really felt like the Blue Jays almost kind of sold. I think they were up one game, like eight to three, eight to four. They allowed like a bases clearing. Like double that was on a flare that got Springer hurt. It was just kind of a mess. Yeah, I think it was a lot yeah. of bad luck there.
1: Which is funny that this year they they signed uh, Kevin Kiermaier to, to shore up that defense.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because and, and, I think that, that yeah. could be an, imp- an impactful addition. I mean, Kiermaier's been uh, great this year, both at the plate and uh, in outfield. So I could really see um, either team actually doing pretty well against the Astros. A tweet that I actually saved um, kind of shows the Astros, um, what they had to go through this year. And it's really impressive. So the Astros managed to win the AL West despite missing Altuve for 72 games, missing Yordan for 48 games. Abreu had a negative war. Christian Javier had a 4-5 ERA. Hunter Brown had over a 5 ERA. Urquidy only threw 27 innings pitched. Luis Garcia got Tommy John and Lance McCullers never made an appearance. All that being said, they still won the AL West. It's super impressive. That being said, does not feel like the juggernaut Astros that I'm sort of used to, you know, you can also add in this list that like Brantley didn't make an appearance till later in the year. Framberg kind of slowed up in the second half. Um, but I think, I think, you know, Dusty Baker, I'm not sure if he's going to use Yiner Diaz enough. I think he'll use a lot of Maldonado in this series. Um, It could help the pitchers maybe to some extent, but I just feel like the Astros, it might be time for them to lose a series that we might think that they would win. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm actually predicting the winner of the blue Jays twin series to actually be a real threat in the American league, but let's keep wow. it rolling. Okay. Charles. Let's go, let's go to the other American league matchup. Um, Texas Rangers versus the Tampa Bay Rays. How about you start this one? What do you see coming out of that matchup?
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> I I think I mentioned to you and a couple of other buddies, but um, man, I mean, the way that Texas kind of finished the season, and I mean, I think they lost three of four in Seattle. Uh, it, it's just, it does not look good right now for Texas, I will be honest and say. um, Now, also, the Rays have not won a playoff series in basically the last two seasons since 2020. They have not won a playoff series. So you could look at that and say maybe they're a really good regular season team. They don't show up in the playoffs um, at all in the last couple of years. But I, it, it, it's, it, it is going to be an interesting series. I mean, both teams were so strong. Uh, to start the season alex i think the the rangers were first place in april and may and the rays were first place in april and may so it was uh two two teams that really got out of the gates uh in in a strong way but uh just the last couple of weeks the rangers baseball has not been what it's been all season now it's been still very good you know a very good effort and very good baseball but i mean talk about just kind of a crushing defeat you go from a bye to now playing a road game um you know at a uh, a tamp bay stadium which is not I, I don't know if the crowd really would get into a full effect because i feel like a lot of teams have taken series from the rays in Tampa because it's not like it's a it's a very tough place to play but it's just a very uh maybe unmotivating place is kind of the best way to put it you you, you might go into a series there thinking you know it, it's really not a hot commodity. The, the stadium's not, uh, it's not like you're going to the Bronx and you're playing in Yankee Stadium or playing in Fenway Park, but you're going to the Tropicana, which I mean, again, it, it's, it's, it, it's not one of the best ballparks in, uh, in the major leagues. And maybe that could put the Rangers back into a funk and, uh, they could find themselves, uh, find themselves with an early exit. But with this series, I mean, it, it, it i think it'll be gritty i mean i think both teams have, have their strengths i mean you have the rays and they're they just will to win and then you have the rangers and the rangers have a ton of guys that have tons of talent when it comes to hitting or pitching um, but with this one alex i do see the rays moving on and defeating the rangers i just don't like the way the rangers finish the season and i think it's pretty hard to bounce back in a uh it, i think it's hard to bounce back in 48 hours and to kind of you know flush all that negativity and uh you know find yourself winning a series i think it's a very tough thing to do now one thing i will mention the rangers have possibly one of the greatest managers of the last 15 years in bruce Bochi. i mean he has three rings to his name since 2010, 20, uh 10 uh three with the giants and um that that could be a huge factor too who knows maybe, maybe we'll see a a, a style that Bruce Bochy kind of brings back when he went when you know the, the Giants made all those runs in the playoffs but again I, I just don't like the way they finished the season and the trending and I, I think the Rays are are built to to move on this year I, I I just I think it's it's their time to move on to the uh to the division series but that's my thought on this series Alex what do you what do you make of um the Rangers and uh Rays
0: yeah, it's a fun matchup. I am uh inclined to agree with you. I am also leaning towards the Tampa Bay Rays in this matchup. I think that the Rangers, they bring tons of talent. Um, I, I don't, you know, I don't know uh too too much about how much Bruce Boshi, his you know, I'm not sure if I'm if I'm a big fan of his like, uh, you know, the game planning and the strategy and stuff that he might employ, but one thing is for sure he's gonna have these guys ready. To compete in the playoffs i don't think that the rangers uh fear anyone you know i think that they're going to be in a good place mentally and they have the talent to make a big run particularly Semyon, Seeger, and garcia i can see all being really impactful um in a short series you know i think any one of those guys can just have a monstrous week um i do think that the pitching injuries they've experienced uh should have an impact i, I think that you know, if they had just, you know, one or two of their pitchers that are on the IEL, if, if they were available, um, it might change my mind. But, of course, we know Scherzer is not supposed to pitch. Uh, DeGrom is not supposed to uh, – DeGrom obviously won't pitch. Um, I know John Gray just entered the IEL on one of his last starts of the season. I'm not sure if he's going to be pitching this series. I haven't heard. Um, I still trust Ivaldi um, in many ways. Um, yeah. I don't know how much I trust Heaney. I do think Heaney is genuine generally a little underrated, but still against a raised team that is going to be game planning for him specifically. It could be tough. Um and I just I just don't have that much faith in the other guys. I expect maybe Monty could get a start. Um and it could go well, but you know, Dunning, I'm not huge on. Martin Perez, I'm not huge on the bullpen has had a lot of weak spots um for the rangers and if the starters are hurt the bullpen might get even that much more exposed so even though i do like the yeah. hitters a lot for the rangers i think the pitching is not quite um going to be able to keep up with some of these playoff offenses that's kind of where i'm at for this series i think the rays like you said um they might be due for a playoff win here a series playoff win um i do think offensively they are so they're going to be so good at kind of game planning for the pitchers putting in the right matchups with their lineup i also think they're going to do a good job of um using their bullpen very effectively to kind of counter the 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 Texas Rangers i think the rangers have really become a lot a much smarter team in the last season or two, but I still feel like the rain. The, the Rays have such an advantage when it comes to the game planning and stuff. And in in a short series, you know, I'm not sure how much that will come into play. It could be a blowout either way if one team is just playing more hot. But I do like the Rays in this series. I would lean them as well.
1: Yep, yep, yep. So right now, uh, looks like uh, we both got Rays, and then we are. Uh, we're probably gonna be taking different sides on the other matchup with the Twins and the uh and the Blue Jays. And then of course we'll cover this. Um, I, I expect probably later on this week we'll probably have a division series uh uh recording of of you know what we what what we saw in the Wild Card series and then also what we're gonna see in the division series. But um AJ, let's uh let's keep it rolling and let's let's move on over to the National League side. Um uh, I guess the series I'll start with is going to be the marlins and the phillies so uh this will be the four and the five seed uh both teams out of the national league east uh uh, very surprising season so far i mean from what we saw with the marlins wow i mean i mean what what a turn what what a what an effort that we we saw from them i mean i i think we were talking in june or july alex and we kind of just said yeah the marlins are you know they've had a really good run but you know we we can see it kind of fade away Um, you know, down the stretch, but man, they have just kind of played sound baseball. They've gotten great play out of Jake Berger. They've gotten great play out of, um, I know Jorge Soler was, you know, a tremendous uh, player for them throughout the entire season. Um, You know, uh, Luis Arias has been basically their their player of the year with just being an all-time contact guy. I know earlier in the year in June, we were talking about, could he be a 400 hitter? Um, but I mean the Marlins are a team that are they're, they're, they're not again they don't have the attractive names they're just going to go out there and get it done so that's what makes it a little bit scary when you play them because you don't really know too many of the names on there but they're still here in the playoffs and you still have to take them seriously because Philly could easily find themselves losing this series they don't do that but um, with this series of course I look at Philly and I mean, they're, they're kind of like the the Blue Jays where they have so much talent and it, it, it almost looks like, I mean, you could judge and say, does Philly have the most talent in the NL? I, I mean, you, you could possibly even say that. I mean, with Harper, with Schwarber, with Trey Turner, with Castellanos, with, I mean, there's so many guys that one guy could get hot and that's all you basically need to win a playoff series. And especially when you only got three games, um, that, would, that, that, that would be basically all you need. And one thing that we saw last year at the phillies you know with the wheeler nola suarez trio that just went a long way for this philadelphia phillies team and really propelled them to the um to reach the world series and so i see the phillies uh continuing that trend um and i see them taking out the miami marlins um i don't know how many games you know i i, I it, it could be interesting if it were to go three but I I could see them get it over with in two just because of how much talent again again we we could see a awful series from Harper and Schwarber but Trey Turner has an amazing series you know it's just it's so funny that one guy just needs to click I feel like for this lineup and the pitching staff is already very deep and good and this and this team could still ride and uh and make a a very long and um uh deep run in this playoff but uh Right now I see them taking out the Marlins in this year's wild card. What about you for that series?
0: Yeah, I think um you would expect that I would agree. I do agree. Um the Marlins, Travis for me, I'm just not super impressed. I'm happy for their fans they made the playoffs. Um good job to the front office of fielding a winner. It's uh, not uh, something that's very easy, but I'm just looking at, you know, their statistics. I see uh, first of all, it's funny that if you look at their record, technically they have one tie because yep. of uh, a game that was not completed. It didn't need to be completed between the Mets and the Marlins. Um, so their record on on a baseball reference is 84-77-1. and one. So just an 84-win team. Maybe you can call it an 84-and-a-half-win team, <laughs> funny as that sounds. Um but their run differential, Travis, is solidly in the negatives. Their run differential on the year is minus 55. Uh, that, to me, spells that they kind of overperformed a bit, which is fine. Of course, they can still get hot at the right time, but they've sustained injuries to Sandy Alcantara. Um, they have you know, various guys on the I.L. at the moment um, across the board. I know they made a... A handful of deadline moves that might propel them positively. Like you said, Jake Berger, Josh Bell. I've seen him hit some home runs. Um, but I think overall you mentioned the talent depth from the Phillies. I feel like the Phillies not only had this long run last year where you kind of really felt like they knew who they were. Um, they're probably hungry to run it back. And, and I'm not, I don't, I don't like just like the hungrier argument, but I feel like there's an experience that comes with the fact that they made it so far last year. I like how Phillies, they feel very switchable. Like I can see a situation where, you know, the Phillies take the lead late, and then they can pull Schwarber, put in a better defender in the outfield, maybe pull Bohm, put a better defender in the infield. I can just see a greater amount of versatility, uh, knowledge of who your best guys are for different situations, just because they were doing this last year. They played this whole season with the mindset of getting back to where they got last year, and they have the chance to do so. So that's why I'm leading Phillies. Um, overall, I'm not too impressed by the pitching staff on the Marlins, even though they've gotten good things from Lazardo this year, from Braxton Garrett this year. Um, Edward Cabrera's ERA is, is in a good spot too. Um, and there's some decent names in the bullpen, but I just don't personally see... Um, this lineup being able to pull it off of course i say that when a team like the nationals uh, just a few years ago had a lineup that didn't impress and then all of a sudden it was very impressive um, at the right time but i i'm just not seeing um enough here for me i mean guys like joey wendell um such such a below average hitter this year brian Dela cruz a below average hitter this year a lot of guys who i think they expected more of you know yuli guriel i mean outside of arise and solaire no one is even that much above average um and of course you have Berger and bell who are like these late additions but um i think that the team that um you know they're gonna field this week has a chance to beat the Phillies, but this is one of the ones that I'm most confident about, I'd say. Um, and, of course, because I'm saying that, I may Absolutely. really well end up being proven wrong. <laughs> but um, I think at the moment I'm pretty solidly leading Phillies. I like the pitchers better, the hitters better, um, the team as a whole much better in Philadelphia. So I'm playing yep. my flag on that. Anything else on that series?
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you said it perfectly. I, I just feel like this would be the series that you would put you know uh a bet towards on uh on philly winning now they might have the best odds on probably winning the series but it just seems like it's the most locked for sure uh you know uh gar- and not guarantee that uh that they could happen this uh in that series the phillies take it for uh for miami like you mentioned miami just it they've been playing sound baseball but um it just feels like Again, Philly has so many weapons that one of them could could easily hurt you. And I think they'll all be locked in. I think that uh, Harper will be locked in. Trey Turner had a very nice finish to his twenty twenty-three season, even though the first hundred and fifteen games were, you know, atrocious to his standards. And um and then of course Schwarber. I think I, I got I didn't check out the final stats, Alex. I don't know if Schwarber hit um I, I thought he had forty plus home runs and an average below two hundred, which was really I think that might be like one of the most like unique stats I've ever seen in my life. And then also, uh, I think he had a war that was like either below one or like possibly in the negatives. Um it, it was a funky year from Kyle Schwerberg, I'll, I'll I'll say that. But uh yeah, he's still I think, still, the,
0: I think the average still, opinion, below two hundred and... sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was I was saying he's still one of the most productive hitters in in my opinion, where yeah. I mean <laughs> you need a big big fly you need a big bomb I mean we saw him last year in the playoffs it it, it just felt like he was unstoppable uh with with hitting the long ball and and he's such a dangerous bat in a playoff series because uh just so much power that he can he can muscle it feels like almost anything out
0: yeah I agree um I think I think I saw what you saw as well he had a negative war at one point despite being like top three in the NL in home runs he finished up I think second in baseball in home runs and still despite that had like a 0.6 i think you know war i forget if it was Fangraphs or baseball reference but it kind of proves the point that you know um he's just not a very complete player the defense is very very questionable a lot of the time and he also um did not bring much contact to the plate at all this year below a 200 average but was able to get lots of walks was able to um, hit a lot of home runs, of course, and a lot of strikeouts. I think he had like the second highest um, three true outcome rate in, in MLB history, meaning I think second most at-bats that ended in a uh, home run, a walk, or a strikeout. So kind of funny that just not lots of balls in play. Either it's going over the fence or it ain't going anywhere. But, Charles, um, let's keep it rolling to the Diamondbacks versus the Milwaukee Brewers. I'll go ahead and give my thoughts on this one first. I am personally, I was personally very into Milwaukee's pitching going into the playoffs. I was very high on what they might be able to accomplish. I think that Woodruff, Burns, Peralta is uh, just about as good as a big three as you'll find amongst this list, at least a top two or three uh, big three. Um, But we just got news, I think it was just today, that uh, Brandon Woodruff is hurt. He will not be making an appearance in this series. He's questionable for the rest of the playoffs. It's a huge blow to a great season he was having and a huge blow to a team who definitely wanted their ace in a short series like this. The Brewers still definitely have the pitching behind him to make up for it if they give Burns the first game and Peralta the second game or however they decide to line things up. They're still going to be in a really good spot. But I just think that missing Woodruff is is he's probably the one guy I would say I the guy who I if I could pick anyone to not get hurt, he's the guy who I feel like let we let's let's just lock in Woodruff for game one and we can try to get off on a good foot. But not having him, I think it's I think it's a meaningful loss there. So um that makes me a little bit leaning towards Arizona, actually. But the the funny flip side is that I also read that. Arizona is not going to be able to throw Merrill Kelly or Zach Gowan because they threw on Friday and Saturday of last week, uh, to trying to make it to the playoffs. So they weren't able to kind of rest their best guys for this series. As a result, um, Travis, I am personally still, I think, slightly leaning Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, they do have some guys that, you know, have not been to the playoffs before, quite a few guys actually. So I'm not quite sure how they'll handle that situation, but I feel like they have a lot of confidence about them a lot of the time. The second half of their season was not that impressive overall. I mean, they finished with 84 wins, which I think at one point in time when they were ahead of the Dodgers a couple months ago, people thought this team was like a a, a machine that was just not going to be stopped. Um actually, Travis, it looks like the Diamondbacks have a negative run differential. So I'm not sure why I'm giving them a bit more praise than a team like Miami, who has a negative run differential as well. But overall, I just think that the loss of Woodruff could prove quite costly for Milwaukee because that was their main strength is their pitching. And I don't trust the fill, uh, the, the Brewers hitters at all. So even with the starting pitchers sidelined for the Diamondbacks, I think maybe the bats can overcome that, that deficit, but, but how do you see this series shaping up?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a funky one. I, I'm with you on, you know, I, I feel like the Brewers have been, um, a strong team with a good pitching staff all year long. And Yelich has had a resurgence year. Um, and I, I like what he what he's done but also with the diamondbacks you know i i, I like the diamondbacks hitting i think that you know a guy like even like corby carroll could go off in this series and um could really cause some chaos uh you know on the base paths and then also uh at, at the plate but yeah looking at the matchups game one it looks like uh corin burns of course will be going that start and then it looks like diamondbacks are going to give the ball to a um a rookie this year yeah. His name's Brandon uh, it it started, it's, it's The first letter of the last name starts with a P, but it's like Fod or pfod
0: something like that.
1: Um, but he is three and nine on the season, has an ERA at a five seven two, and has basically less strikeouts than innings pitched, and his WHIP is pretty high at a one point four. Um, now, Alex, I will say, this is this this just sounds like it's shaping up into a great start for this guy i mean we're knocking on him uh right now and i could just see this guy going six innings or five innings and having only one run allowed or something like that and you could be saying like wow what a great turnaround of events but um and one thing i did see as well alex is i am getting the notification that uh gallon is going game Two. Oh wow um, so they do have gallon listed as the game two starter that's um, good news yeah so that that could really help propel them uh for that game and then if they need to maybe that could be a, a, a series clinching uh you know start for a guy like gallon and then it looks like game three uh right now that both uh both teams uh, It looks like actually merrill kelly is going game three um if they do need him so it actually is is it is kind of shaping up into a a you know it, it it very much could be done by the Diamondbacks. Uh, they, they could really uh, take this series from the Brewers. Um, so, I mean... This one's definitely a coin flip for me. I feel like the last three series we talked about, I feel like I had like a pretty good grasp on like, I could see this team easily winning just on paper. This is where it all kind of like, you know, lies and all that. But with the with with the Brewers and Diamondbacks, it's, it's truly a coin flip because again, I, I don't like Milwaukee's offense a lot and I don't know what they can do for a playoff series. But at the same time, I love Milwaukee's starting staff. I love Milwaukee's bullpen um i think that that could be a very big factor in this series um and then of course arizona having uh you know if if their game one starter doesn't get off to the right start then you got a lot of pressure for game two and game three for those starters um and that offense as well but um i guess for me on this series i will still lean brewers uh just because i'm a big believer in starting rotations and also uh, bullpens i think those are two big factors in being successful in the playoffs and also they're going to be home um and uh i i think those are those are three factors that could help them uh take the wild card series uh this year so um that's where all and alex uh did you did you make a prediction at all or did you
0: yeah I, i'm going diamond back slightly i do agree it's it feels very coin flip uh, of all these four series it's the most um am uh, the most, uh, one i'm least certain about i feel like Um, There are some questionable bats for the Diamondbacks, but I think they're going to be able to uh, have the kind of the young energy and maybe be one of these kind of exciting teams that make some noise here. I do think that, like you said, Carroll has a chance to be really fun in the playoffs, of course. Also, guys like Walker and Cattell Marte, I think underrated hitters this year. Um, And then just across the board, um, lots of quality depth pieces in my mind, like Fam. Longoria guys who there might just be average or slightly above average hitters, uh, but can, you know, provide some sort of veteran, you know, we've been here before energy to mm-hmm. that clubhouse. Uh, so I, I, I do think the Diamondbacks have a chance to be really fun and, and sneaky, but, um, the Brewers obviously are a team that, um, it feels like almost this exact version of this team, aside from some youngsters that have just come up this season. Um, yeah. they've been here before and they've pitched in these games. So. Yeah, I like that it, it, you're kind it, of writing with the proven pitchers and the rotation and bullpen.
1: Yeah, I I I do like that, and and uh, I <laughs> what scares me again is is I I think Arizona's offense could uh you know be scary in a short series, and and this could really start a um like a chain reaction for them for the rest of the playoffs. They could be a team, you know. I feel like every year there's always like a six seed team. Um, you know, last year the, the Phillies were the sixth seed and they made the run all the way to the World Series. But one thing I will say, Alex, um, it, it almost feels like the the two seeds in both brackets have, have a better positioning at getting to the league championship series than the number one seed. I, that's just what the way I'm looking at the bracket. It, it always seems like every year we might always say, you know, I wish the number one seed got the uh choice to play who they wanted to, you know, they got the pick, uh, who they who they wanted to go up again so they can yeah. possibly match up better but it, it just it's just funny that you know you know when i look at dodgers brewers or dodgers diamondbacks i just look at you know man dodgers just definitely it seems like they outweigh both of those teams because uh it just feels like the diamondbacks or the uh brewers have such a weakness um compared to that la team and then also um you know i know that the astros this year they 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 won the American League West. Where if you told me at the beginning of the year they're going to be American League West champions, I would have said yeah, like no duh, they're, the Astros are going to win the West. But they did win it in very unconventional fashion, uh, the last day of the season. But also at the same time, you know, Twins against Astros or or Blue Jays against Astros, it just feels like those two teams have a a component to them that uh, may not shape up very well in a Astros series I just feel like Houston's been such a tough place to play the last decade and these teams could kind of fall under to that that spell that that most teams go under when they play in Houston or against the Astros in a playoff series but that's just kind of my take I wanted to throw out there just because I'm looking at the bracket right now on my computer and I just it was uh, it was definitely eye-opening to me that you know the number one seed like the Orioles or the Braves would have to take on like a Phillies team or a um or on the AL side, you know, either or the Rays or the Rangers are gonna be very good going into that division series. So um it does feel a little unfair for me. <laughs> if I yeah, were just, if I that, were a team of the if I were a fan of the number one seed.
0: That's just how it goes, right? Um, we both have mentioned uh the idea of using a top seed picks their opponent system. I think that'd be very fun. Um, especially like you can just pick out of the two series of the wild card winners, you just pick the team you want to face. Um, that could be just an extra reward or incentive for taking care of business in the regular season. It's another good way for the MLB to try to give more value to a regular season that is, of course, very important for making it into the playoffs. But some of these teams like the Braves have been already in, you know, they've already known they're a playoff team and a division winner for like over a month it feels like so uh, yeah because of that i really do think that um it'd be good to add an incentive that would make the playoffs even that much more exciting if like you know let's say the uh braves go ahead and they pick the diamondback but the diamondbacks end up upsetting them that could just kind of add an extra fun element there um true but, but Travis, that's all we really had for this episode. Um, we got to preview each series we're going to see this week, and we're going to try to record again right when this these series end, before the division series begin. We'll cover all of those matchups. We want to uh, keep you guys completely up to date with our thoughts on these games. Uh, I can't be more excited, Travis, um, but it, you are currently on Central Time. I'm going to let you go. Um, if, you guys, <laughs> yeah. if you guys made it this far, we appreciate you so much. And we'll talk to you guys next week.
1: Presented by Tool Tools Podcast. (laughs)